Welcome back to the Anal Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another exciting Anal Probe segment. Join us as we break down the topics in the title and oh, so much more on every episode. Do you love the Anal Podcast? Feel free to leave a review, subscribe, or even tell a friend. It helps us get noticed, and we love to get noticed. You can email the pod at a new American Legacy at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at a new American LE1. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Anal Podcast. And like sands through the hourglass, these are the anal probes of our lives. Joining me tonight, we have John, Mike, Rochelle, Rose, and Draft. And we're just basically going to be doing a little bit of chit chat. Uh, this is our 52nd probe segment, which means we have successfully podcasted for a year. Congratulations, everybody. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and just say, what does the anal podcast mean to you? I am John. And what does the anal podcast mean to you? Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> what does the anal podcast mean to you? To me, I'm amazed at my consistent participation in the anal podcast. To me, that is a big accomplishment. Uh, I'm Rochelle, and I guess what the anal podcast means to me is trying something new and really liking it. Hi, I'm Rose, and the anal podcast is a great form of therapy for me. It I don't know. It's a pretty good source of information because a lot of the topics you guys have discussed on here, I had no idea. Especially Rose's great information about the current COVID situation going on in the southern part of the United States. I would have had no idea about that because the United States doesn't give good media coverage of anything important. Isn't another reason that the Anna podcast means a lot to you is because it allowed you to realize that America doesn't do anything good. Well, I've kind of always known that since I was a wee lad. <laughs> and I am the host of the Anal Podcast, Robert, and the Anal Podcast to me is still just a wonderful opportunity to sit down and figure some shit out about the world with my friends. We lived in some fucked up times, fellas and ladies. It's just crazy. And having this platform and this space to discuss shit every week and figure out what the hell exactly is going on. Boy, it really helps figure out what is happening and what's not for me. It's also nice just to have a pattern. Yeah, a tiny bit of consistency. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a scheduling kind of thing, like a routine. Wednesday is podcast day. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of falls into the groove. We'll be taking just a little bit of a break. I'm one, I need a weekend. I just need a weekend or three. So gonna go ahead and do that that way. I don't have to have, you know, my set Saturday releases. If they come out, they can just sort of come out a little more willy nilly for the next month as a couple months as bonuses. Um, but right at the start of the new year, I'm gonna probably start, you know, season two right there and pick back up for our listeners so that they know what's going on with the anal pod. It's been a year since we started. I know my personal journey has been insane. I have learned a lot of things. I have come up to a lot of delusional conclusions because of the world we live in. But let's focus a little more on like what is our reality. And for one of us, our reality is our home and we have been busting our ass on it, haven't we, John? Yeah, it's it's been, uh, I, I always hate saying this and I've said it before, uh, but the past year has been great. Uh, you know, awful things aside, I was able to kind of 
live the life that I see that that I want other people to live. But in saying that, I was able to make a lot of progress on uh, working on my house, um, you know, building a better life, uh, kind of literally uh, for myself, having the safety and security uh, financially to to do that, um, you know, even though the cost of lumber skyrocketed. um, It's back down now, so we're okay. Thanks, Biden. Not him, but it's fine. So yeah, I don't know. Like I was able to wake up on my own schedule, um, work on my own schedule here, make a hell of a lot of progress, enrich my life, enrich the lives of other people. I was able to to help friends that needed it because I had the time and the the means to do so. And I'm failing to list them all right now, but it's it's been you know fears aside, and you know uh, losing people that are close to me from from covid aside um you know it's it's been it, that that's all been kind of wonderful it's kind of really shown you know the, the things that we could be which has been just wonderful and, and so illuminating for me uh but the past year within the podcast it's been this great hallmark of just being something that i know is there and you know i in the times that we were in i looking back i think i desperately needed that so Thanks, Rob. Problem. I think a lot of people, I think, I mean, really, this the whole thing started as a form of therapy for me. And whether it's a show or not, it, it still is. I think it, I think it helps. Um, out of your home projects, what in the last year has been your greatest accomplishment and your greatest failure in your house? Because we know you've dug many holes. You've created groundhog metrics. You have done floors. You've done kitchens and bathrooms and bedrooms and carpet. What's your greatest success and greatest failure in the house so in the past year? Well, I think uh, my greatest success, I think, was nearly completely finishing the second floor. Um, I was able to uh, finish all of the flooring, which was kind of the last thing to do. I, uh, I set the, uh, the, the Master Suites bathroom ready for winter remodel. So, you know, as soon as bad weather hits and we have to go inside, I'll start tackling that. Um, greatest failure, though, I guess I, I checked off a lot of the summer uh, list, which again was a function of just having the the time and ability, you know, financial and physical. You know, I, I got some drainage taken care of outside. I got a couple windows replaced. Let's see what else. Oh, well, I, I have a new driveway. Um, though that was a neighbor was helping me out with that, but nevertheless, boy, I, yeah, I guess we we did we totally gutted and remodeled a bathroom and a laundry room this whole time too, and a pantry holy shit good night um do you think you would have had like the time or, or leeway to do any of that had the pandemic not happened do you think you'd be way way further behind yeah no i i would probably still be sitting on carpet right now and i'm sitting on hardwood well i'm sitting on an area rug but this this room is hardwood now um, and listeners, if you're an audiophile, you could probably uh, figure out when that changed, just based on the way my voice sounds. Definitely could. But yeah, I yeah, this has definitely afforded me the ability to kind of go at light speed with this house, which has been lovely. I finished the kitchen floor; that was huge for me. Now I can actually cook bacon without staining the floor. Very excited about that. Just need to put baseboard down, and the kitchen's done. Really. Um, we're moving the furnace right now, so I got to get that done, but we'll get that done before cold weather hits. Got about two months. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to paint, 
uh, to spray paint some uh, s some windows outside. I got these two windows. They're the best windows in the house. The inside of them is white, same as all my other windows, but the outside is this off-white color. Um, so I just got to get some really high-quality spray paint and paint those. Um, and I didn't do it over the summer. Um, I don't have to do it until the house gets sided, uh, but I wanted to and I didn't. So that's maybe the greatest failure in that I just didn't do a thing I wanted to do there. But so no fires, no explosions, no 220 to the face. Uh, no, no. Good game, because I, I can't get it through a week worth of work without any of that shit happening. I, I hit my thumb a couple times. I made some sparks a couple times. When when the hot wires hit the, the uh, you know, the ears of the outlet or the switch you're putting on, that's never a good good time. But <laughs> no. I, I made, it, made a nice little hole in my diagonal cutter. Now it's a wire stripper. And only certain people know what the hell that meant. But I know exactly what that meant. Was it at least coded? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's good. he's good, good south wire Klein. I have some nice Craftsman ones too. But yeah, they're they're nice tools. That's important. That's why you get the nice tools. And yeah, I mean the, the pandemic also enabled me to find it, like, you know, not really enabled me, but kind of pushed me along in finding a better job um, that I just started, um, and that was kind of a function of, you know, being forced to leave the old, not really leave it, but you know, it shut down. So uh, yeah, I was able to find room to do that in my schedule. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I hate to say I profited from it because that's, I hate that, but. Well, hey, the last year being good for you when it's a problem for others isn't a bad thing. It's good that you're doing well. It's good that I don't think you've had any direct loss, personal loss from COVID at this point, have you? Not not extremely direct. There, there's been, uh, uh, one person that you know is is a close enough loss to feel you know actually feel some sadness about. Actually, a couple members of the podcast have that same uh, relation to the person. One more so, I would imagine. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just like with with building this house, I hope to raise the watermark of myself and the people around me. Like it makes the neighborhood better. But now I also have a place where friends can come and 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 crash and escape and you know whatever they need i can be a place for that which is a great feeling and that's kind of why i wanted to do this with this house well it sounds like your castle's coming to completion yeah yeah the moat um i've been digging and the groundhogs have been helping so yeah <laughs> perfect perfect um mike speaking of uh castles being built i know that you've had a pretty major project and you probably can't tell us any of the details because no one would understand shit. but you've also been putting in a lot of extra time on that how's how's the big project going are you actually gonna get her done yeah it's gonna get done it has to i mean there's not really another option <laughs> eating up most of your time that's eating up a lot of time you know i mean you know i worked late last night trying to figure something out i mean i had something running until just like an hour ago related to it so yeah it's it's still going so pretty all consuming then when it comes to work stuff yeah mm -hmm. i know that trying to create something that hasn't necessarily ever really been done before is pretty uh intensive to say the least it's really intimidating when you've never done that ever in your life and they're just like hey we trust you Go create a brand new software program. You go just make a thing. Do it. <laughs> Figure out every part of this thing and just create it. And I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> I mean, I pretty much I did it. So. Well, that's that, that's impressive on its own. So, and uh, for you, how the last 365 days since Anal Probe One, mm. a lot of changes, well, pretty stable. How's how's it going? Well, I wanted to mention something that I think is very interesting. I think it's cool that like the pandemic sucked and everything but there was one aspect of it i thought was pretty pretty cool and it's the fact that people in certain industries were able to work from home and i thought that was cool because it's like oh finally you guys can experience the freedom that i have had basically since i started my career because i've pretty much worked from home i mean i it's it was either i was working from home or i had to actually travel to the site but either way like now people see like the convenience of working from home and i've also noticed there's a lot of people who don't want to give that up um i i see articles come across that are like um the bosses are trying to to bring people back in the office and the workers like no no we can do this from home why should we be in an office you know there's an interesting point about things but other than that i mean it's been been pretty stable we still you know live in the same place and I'm still employed at the same company <laughs> and I'm still making the same amount of money ish or maybe more a little bit. I don't know. Supposedly, if you keep working hard for someone, you get these things called rises, rises. where the money goes up, but I, they're pretty rare anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, another thing I've done, I've started doing regularly, but that was recent. Um, but I started going to the gym too, like a few times a week, two, three You're times a week. You're getting all swole. I'm, I'm just trying to stay healthy, man. Yeah, and trying to be prepared for the apocalypse is what I'm doing. <laughs> I just want to be in shape when the society falls apart, so I can make my living on my own. You know. Oh yeah, with or, you and I and our tradition of going off onto wild tangents. What do you think the probability of like a actual like fall of Rome esque apocalyptic style thing happening in the next three or four years is? Uh, well, one of the fun things if Jared was here. You back me up, but Phil K. Dick <laughs> actually says he's an author, like sci-fi author, author that's written some pretty prescient uh, literature, including like uh, Blade Runner, well, the inspiration for Blade Runner, and he actually has in some of his novels, in more than one, he mentions how we're still living in the time of Rome, because the pattern of government and the pattern of life that we're following is very similar to that. Like it was it was actually modeled after Rome, right? So of course, we're just continuing this like Roman Empire thing. So there's going to be a fall. There has to because that's what happened to Rome and every other system of government that was modeled after that. Um it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I have I I have my little hoard. I have my little hoard of just in case the apocalypse happens stuff. Like there's I got my go bag. We're ready. <laughs> Bug out. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> so but yeah, I know uh because it's sort of weird like with your personal work being like basically indescribable. <laughs> like literally it's kind of hard to talk can't about. Talk with any, like you have to be, yeah, you're right. Like you have to know, <laughs> you have to know the jargon basically. But that's also something amazing. Cause how many people do you know that to try to describe to them what you do for work is pretty much impossible. Like that's a pretty unique uh, feature. It's, <laughs> it's like everybody that I didn't graduate from, from college with basically. <laughs> Do you like walk around like, mm, I know this and nobody else?
else does, because I totally would. <laughs> nah, because that's arrogant as fuck, because I know everybody out there knows a lot of shit that I don't know. So, no, I do not do that. I'll take the arrogant, because I'll be like, oh, I can do this. Make something out of the ether. <laughs> when it relates to my profession, but yeah, I mean, in other aspects of life, no. <laughs> Speaking of aspects and profession, that is a great segue to Rochelle and your last year, girl. Wow. Speak of big changes, huh? I guess it just started with the best Christmas present that I've ever given to myself which was I put in my two weeks notice at work and I was like, I have done something for 13, 14 years that has brought me no satisfaction, no joy. It's so frustrating and so unfulfilling. And I can't believe I've like gone this long just being like asleep, basically like disassociated from my entire life. It's like, I can't do this anymore. So I quit that job. Well, not job, but like career and went back to school. And now uh, I got hired from my externship site and um, starting like September 21st, 22nd, I forget. Um, I'll be full time in an animal hospital, which is really exciting. That's beyond exciting. That's amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah, I actually uh, sent Mike a message today and... I was just like, I just thank you for believing in me. <laughs> I've never felt confident enough, like in myself or in my situation with like my life that I would be able to change something so drastically that's tied with so much. Like that's quitting your job means like losing all of your income, all of your security losing health benefits, losing benefits for, you know, your mental health and kind of just putting all of that out there on the line and saying like, okay, I'm going to succeed in something I've never done before and I'm going to do it, but I don't know. <laughs> and I just tried and I did it anyway. And I'm not saying like, oh, I succeeded, but I have started doing the thing that I tried to do. Like I'm a veticist now and I actually have a job, so. I mean, that Yay. sounds like a success story, so <laughs> congratulations and amazing job. Oh, and yeah. I got accepted into uh, tech school too, which will start in February, so. So what I, does that mean? Just more, uh, more depth of knowledge because like the vet assist program is great, obviously started in February and I'm completing it around like the end of September but it doesn't really go deep enough. And I know that there's so much I don't know, especially now being um, in like in the hospital all day, I just want to know more. And I feel like I learn more every day just being there, but still I want to know the, the reasons why everything works. And so I'm really excited to start. By everything, do you mean like guts and stuff? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> oh god and why the guts do different things when the machines do different things and oh my god why this medicine works with this and oh yeah. god no <laughs> i actually have started a notebook and i've filled about like 20 pages so far of just uh drug references like everything that's in our pharmacy and not from just like the internet but like 
this is exactly why we use it in this situation. So I just try to study that a little bit every day. Yeah, when I was at, worked at the hospital and before that, whenever I was learning how to do that, I used to write all the important stuff. You know, those notebooks that are actually disguised as four post-it notes, like four postcard or what the hell are they called? Note card things, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the four. Yeah, yeah. I would write independent things on each one of them. And then when I was done with it, I'd put it in a bowl and then I'd always practice from the bowl. I, I found one of those notebooks and it's like the cards rip off and it's so yeah. nice. Yes, you can nice just tear off the, Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. It's great. And then basically what I did is made them flashcards. And then whenever mm -hmm. I was done and I knew like the, the next section was coming up and I'd need to refresh that info, I'd just start reaching in the bowl every day, take some of them out to go to work or wherever. Yeah, I, sounds like you'll be doing that. Is it going to be like, <laughs> is it going to be harder, you think, or easier than the first leg of your school? I think it will be, um, uh, I think it'll be more challenging, but it will be easier to accomplish. Reason being, uh, like working in the field that you want to be working in while going to school. It's like you are getting the education while getting the everyday practical experience. So it's like you're just living it, you know, instead of what I was doing before which was just a ton of gig work and never making any money, which is also a whole, like, you know, part of life that I had to suffer through a little bit. <laughs> you know, making $30 after working nine hours. That's fine. It's <laughs> totally really fine. not, though. Really not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in a lot of debt now, so that's fine, too. <laughs> but you, you have the job now! Yes! And the thing is, I have never felt this amount of not just happiness, because happiness feels kind of like a like a surface word, like, oh, I'm happy that they had this flavor of coffee, or I'm happy I got a, I don't know, a new pen today. But, like, it's this level of, I should have always been here, or, like, I just fit. And I've never felt that before, and nice. it just feels like I found the thing that I was supposed to do this whole time and I would have never found it unless I like, you know, lived my entire life, but it's really fucking cool, man, to just feel like really, really fulfilled every day. That is something a lot of people reach for, I think, on the regular and probably don't find often. And I even got anal gland on me like twice this week and I've only gone to work two times, so. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And yet the joy sounds like it's there. So that that sounds like True, this yeah. year it's, it's pretty pretty good. <laughs> I was going to make a terrible shitty joke and say, what are you and Mike doing at home? <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike's probably so going to stay. <laughs> no, was, humans that, don't have anal <laughs> That was a shitty joke. Uh, <laughs> so much poop jokes. Yeah, Mike, don't let her squeeze your anal glands. Did you see that dog's face? I mean, I'm not a dog, so yeah. Wouldn't a prostate okay. be considered an anal gland? Because it is, you know, right up cool. in there. I mean, fair enough. Gland? Yeah, it's part of a gland. That's what the bean is that you're looking for in there. But that's a different <laughs> subject. Draft, since you were weighing in, you don't have necessarily a year under your belt on the show. So what has changed in the last three months? How are you doing? How is the gig economy treating your draft ass? Um, gig work is, it's all right. Um, 
kind of had a network pre-built because of all the years that I had worked with my stepdad. So I was kind of freelancing off of him, like picking up some of the jobs he didn't have time for or couldn't do. Uh, was also just working for friends, family, random people that uh, were referred to me by friends and family. Um, it's been going pretty well, but since winter's coming, and from past experience, I know that my line of work is going to slow down during the winter time. So I'm thinking about uh, going back to a normal job. God, no! God, uh, no! It's disgusting, but AMC hasn't printed yet. Are you kidding? It's 4740. But I need more chicken tendies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But yeah, honestly, quitting my old job was the best feeling I have ever had. Because it was, like Rochelle was saying, it's just an unsatisfactory job where you are treated like shit all the time. You don't really make any good money off of it. But whenever I quit, everything just seemed so much better. I could relax and enjoy my life. I feel like you like were buying back your life from somebody else. They were like just not giving you the money so you could have your time back. Yeah. So we're starting to see a common theme, I think, with this uh, the pandemic sort of affording a lot of people the ability to, to do that, to reset, to escape the awful drudgery and, and you know, at least try something that might not be. It's interesting. Well, yeah, I think that's how so many people ended up on OnlyFans making bank. Maybe if that's yeah, if that's what those people all wanted to do for for their lives, and they finally were able to do it. Sure. I mean, if I had the looks for it, I'd be going for it. <laughs> I mean, everybody does. Like, yeah, there's always someone for you out there. They you are just there. Gotta find the right yeah thing. Yeah. You got feet. There's like oh, 8 billion God, no. people in the world, man. There's, <laughs> you, there's like multiple for you. You got feet? Half the population <laughs> might be down. <laughs> they got feet I too. I like that, John. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that's two people so far that have quit their job. I mean, I quit a job this year. Rose quit a job and went to a different job. And, I mean, our episode dropped on Wednesday when we're recording it. It is tonight, um, which is just her life. And, well, Rose, you depressed us all. And that is a devastating piece of content. And I hope you're okay. You know, I um, am doing much better, to be honest with you. I think, like, nursing was my true calling. I, I mean, I do enjoy it. Turn off your dryer and start over. Okay, hold on, hold on. Or Rose. I know, she's always so busy. She's just trying to, like, function as an adult. I might leave that in. <laughs> it, is, it is nice that she, like, whenever you okay. say something, she feels it's important enough to actually do something about it. <laughs> I do appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> it was quite loud. <laughs> you have change in your pockets or some shit? <laughs> no, it's my... It's my backpack that has a bunch of buttons on it. Oh, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely it. So yeah, you, Rose, you, you quit a job too that wasn't 
quite paying the bills or satisfactory in, in enough ways that you left to travel and traveling's had its own ramifications. Last 52 weeks, what, what has happened? Uh, well, the pandemic has literally rocked my fucking world. So it has been a wild ride, to be honest with you. Um, being in the front lines of a really scary, deadly new disease fucking blown my mind along with all my coworkers every day like in the very beginning of the pandemic policies and procedures were changing all the time they were telling us it was airborne and then it was droplet and then you didn't need to wear an n95 and then you did need to wear an n95 and then like you had to have specific hepa filters on different patients and just a wild fucking ride man i definitely have grown a lot this year though i think that the podcast has been a great tool to help me heal a little bit and just to kind of get some of the stuff that I see on a daily basis like off my chest and not hold it in all the time because that really depresses me a lot um and I enjoy what I do I enjoy taking care of people it's hard though being around like the constant death and suffering and being in the ICU is like what I see constantly but I was able to leave an old job twice, actually. I In the last 52 weeks, I have uh, quit two jobs, um, which has been great. I moved units. Um, Wait, you great... quit two jobs in the last 52 weeks? Yeah, because I quit. So that's four CCU. jobs total, the five jobs total that have been quit. <laughs> yeah, man, I was like fucking peacing out. I'm done with like supervisors bullshit and their drama and their issues so I left the cardiac ICU and to go to the interventional radiology department I was tired of that job missed the ICU because that job's boring as fuck and it wasn't intense enough for me so I went back to the ICU and I decided to travel because you know I mean we're literally getting our asses handed to us every fucking day so why not make some fucking money off of it if I can because the money will never be like this ever again uh, for traveling nurses especially like ICU um, they're posting contracts now that are like ten thousand dollars a week again because of how bad things are getting I mean you're gonna get your ass handed to you you're working five twelves a week it's not like you're just working you know 40 hours you're crushing yourself um, but it has allowed me to have the opportunity to pay off like my credit card bills um, and my car will be paid off by the end of this assignment and I'll have like an actual savings account and I have like two grand in AMC and like things are- Oh girl, bam! I know, I'm so, I've gone through a lot and a big growing point um, and I have really bad days, but to be honest with you, I think this year has been good. I mean, I lost my grandmother in the beginning of the year, and obviously that was fucking awful. But through that, I was even able to grow and just like grow a stronger connection with my faith. And I believe in God, and I I'm spiritual in that sense, like that I have my own relationship with God. I don't necessarily go to church anymore, like I did when I was a kid, or read the Bible as much as I probably even should know and I have developed such a better relationship which has helped me internally and mentally and emotionally to get through being the worst 
period of time for healthcare workers in our generation that there will probably ever be. Um, well, so far, climate change is getting pretty unruly. Yeah, I'm scared about that, too. That's not going to be great. They've been telling us since the 70s that this was coming, and here we are. So. I hope that you guys listen to my monologue and don't absolutely like want to kill yourselves, but... <laughs> Go get the vaccine. Oh, I definitely pretty- am sending it to a few people. Just like, oh, remember that time we had a conversation about vaccines? <laughs> yeah, listen to this And I to held my person. tongue because mm-hmm. I wanted to remain quote-unquote friends. Yeah. Now I don't want to be friends anymore. Oh, <laughs> That's true, yeah. but I still want them to hear it. <laughs> oh. It's like, I know you haven't heard from me in like eight months, but just listen to this. Yeah, I think, Rochelle, sure, you're probably the only one I, I sent to you to copy listen to that to see what you thought. Uh, so you and Rose are the only two that have heard it because it literally came out before we started recording. Yeah, I had to take two breaks while listening to that. I was like, you need to put some trigger warnings on here. I just put like trigger warning. You're warned. Like just period. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it needs to be heard. It definitely does need to be heard. Uh, Other than work, which I know is just a massive part of who you are right now, Rose. uh, How are other things uh, just in life in general? Um, You know, they're all right. Um, my boyfriend and I are doing well, and our kitties are doing well, even though we're doing the whole long distance thing, which has been difficult. But um, my health hasn't been the greatest, but at least I've been working on it. Um, I don't know. I think that I don't want to be at the bedside forever, and I know that. And so I'm able to now like have, I guess, more of an idea of where I want to go with my life. Like just working more, I. I get more excited that I have like different opportunities and stuff that I can pursue being a nurse and not just always be like this pressing ICU nurse, but like to actually possibly go to business school. I would really love to own my own business and be an entrepreneur and be able to help people using my medical background in a different way. I use THC fairly all the time. Uh, so when I'm not working and that has helped me tremendously with my insomnia, my anxiety, my depression, um, my IBS, it has just like improved my life significantly now that I use it medicinally more uh, than recreationally. And um, I really want to help people with that and like help people to understand it more. And I want to take classes about it because they do have college courses for medical professionals for medicinal marijuana and CBD. And I don't know, I have like a lot of hope for the future that my life's not always gonna be this like sad, running my ass off, depressed ICU background. And that I have so much more that I can offer people. Cause I'm such a positive person when I'm around positivity and positive things, but I bring a lot of work home with me. And I think that's why I talk about it so much too. Um, I hold it in a lot and emotionally it just like eats me up inside so I think that now knowing this and at least having this travel job is giving me the opportunity to save some money up so I can like take these classes and I can do more of the things that I want to do because a lot of before everybody just wanted me to go to nurse um anesthesia school and they wanted me to be a CRNA and you know the money is there and that's a great profession don't get me wrong or like nurse practitionership but I 
I don't want to do that, I don't think. And I know that's like going to be a sad day for my family when they really realize that, but... It's I, not their life, though, is it? Exactly. I think I have found something that I'm way more passionate about and way excited to do and pursue. So, you know... Uh, well, that sounds exciting. I actually really look forward to hearing more about that in the future. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have helped us make the, the show, the anal podcast, what it is. Uh, some people come in and out. Some people are here more often. Um, tonight, Jared and Katie couldn't be here. They had something else tonight. Uh, so I just wanted to throw out a special thanks to Jared. He came up with our theme song um, for the serious episodes and the not so serious episodes, uh, as well as, you know, some of our intro sectional music that is all classic and you should definitely go back and scroll through every episode to hear those. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Katie, I think that the the uh, Baby Billionaires book was, was some of my favorite episodes when we were trash talking those books. So I wanted to throw a special thanks out to those two. Um, as far as updates on them, I know Jared's back to work in a physical environment in the pandemic, so that's a thing he has to do and keeps him pretty busy. And they were on vacation last week, so there you have it. Bring back Katie's Book Club. I think Katie's Book Club needs to come back. Yeah. I definitely think it does. Um, I'd also like to throw out a special thanks to Jacob um, from Jacob's Bipolar Adventure. Um, he comes in every time he can, and I always appreciate his input, and he also makes me laugh quite a, quite a bit. So thank you, Jacob, for your contributions. I greatly appreciate it. Also, I'd like to throw a thank you to Trista, which, John, how is Trista and her kin doing, and how is everything in their front? They're, you know, they're doing well. They're they're managing right along. Um, I know we just started up school. Trista's daughter's still uh, being homeschooled by Trista. So, yeah, Trista, she wears a lot of hats, but she does it really successfully, and it's, uh, it's, it's really admirable. I'm very, always very impressed by her. I admire her. For the things she does and the way she does them. Tom's doing well. Um, it's kind of hit a bit of a rough patch um, uh, with his health, but uh, all signs are pointing positive right now uh, as we record. So um, very happy about that. Tom's somebody I've known uh, nearly my entire life, uh, longer than Jared even. Wow. Right. Really? Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wow. know that either. I didn't know that that was possible. Jeez. Tom and I went to school together our entire school careers, except for college. I had this weird vision of like you and Jared holding hands while your umbilical cords were still attached to your mother's. <laughs> I also have those visions, but that, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I mean, Tom, he's just been somebody that's been present in and out of my life. And, you know, as we get older, we're just you know, probably becoming incrementally you know, more friendly, more acquainted, more um, uh, involved in each other's lives, which is nice. That's kind of a nice thing to happen as you get older instead of the other direction. Uh, but that's that's a tangent. Uh, Tom, is, Tom is on the mend. He's doing well. Well, Trista, thank you very much for participating in the pod. And whenever you want, anytime, feel free to jump in once we get rolling on season two. Also, I'd like to thank Matthew. His legal information from, like, an actual, you know... Esquire was very, very helpful, even though the whole Cosby thing still has me pretty well pissed off, even though he said what uh, the whole... Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but Rochelle, how's Matthew? Don't shoot the messenger. He's doing pretty good. Um, him and his wife uh, are doing well. 
they just had another what they called failed foster of a dog so it's you know not a foster anymore it's part of their pack um we actually met all of their dogs pretty recently i got to um go to a family function a couple weeks ago it was the first time i've seen my family since 2019 so it was pretty exciting and probably don't know if we'll be together like over the holidays probably not but it was really special just you know getting to see each other and everything uh we also bleached our hair together during covid and then i saw him and i was like what your hair is regular again <laughs> you're not orange like me <laughs> and he's like yeah i got a new job i had to look like an adult again <laughs> so uh he is doing really well and he also uh started a podcast which i just found out too um and i forgot what the name is but we'll insert it right here <laughs> the name of his podcast yeah, it's it's really interesting with like every single one of these stories that we're telling, you know, and telling for other people. The the pandemic sort of afforded everybody a reset or, you know, afforded everybody to try to look at themselves and become the person more closer to the person that they want to be. You know, Matt Matt got to dye his hair, but then he had to change it back whenever, you know, reality came back to to hunt him down. Real life got him, poor right. guy. Yeah, so that's 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 just kind of really interesting, and that really feels like a common theme. That's just something I think we're all going to look back on the rest of our lives and and kind of maybe wistfully think about. Where it's like we we got this magic time where we were able to um, you know actually stop and evaluate and breathe, be a little closer to free than consistently oppressed by the chains of capitalism. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wanted to, like, make it sound more like a Hallmark card, but sure. <laughs> Sorry, That's... I don't see Hallmark cards too I... often anymore. That's literally what I was saying, but... I think what it felt like for me, what, I guess, coming from more of, like, the corporate world life of, you know, you're gone from your home at least 10 to 11 hours a day is just so bizarre because once i like started working from home i was like yeah yeah i can't go back no no i will never go back <laughs> and it started with like something small where i one day i just said i'm never going to go back into an office again i don't care what they say i'm always going to say i feel uncomfortable because i don't know if 100 percent of these people are vaccinated or blah 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 and i actually have like the leverage i guess to do that Whereas before, like, I've always felt anxious as fuck being in an office all day, every day, especially I have PTSD and sitting with my back against like a walkway or a door all day, every day for 11 hours a day. Do you know how, oh, the anxiety of just sitting there and that's just sitting there. Ugh. Once I kind of felt that freedom, I was like, yeah, yeah, there, you can't go back to that. No. Never again. Well, I know that um, other people on my thank you list, which I'm getting right back to, um, I've also you know gotten new jobs through the pandemic, um, and one of which is Jasa. Um, and she has come on and talked to you for our vet tech talk, so I want to throw out that special thank you to Jasa. But she also had a job change, and I wanted to throw a special thank you out to Sarah as well uh, for coming on and talking to us, as well as Mac and Wagaya, which Wagaya's episode was a year ago. A year ago! 
Uh, but that's it for the special thank yous. Um, but back to what you were saying, Rochelle. Uh, I think, well, I guess in general for all the cast that's here, I think that the 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 whole colloquialism i guess that we were using before that like oh you know the pandemic has removed the veil i think i think that it really has for for a lot of people and i think some people may drift back to normal but i don't think some will i think there are going to be some people who have now worked from home that aren't going to go back to the office and if they have to they're going to find something else where they can work from home i hope so anyway. yeah that was kind of the point i was trying to make with uh with what I was saying too, like people have the taste of that freedom, and they don't, they're not going to want to give it up now. No, well, I don't know. I think uh, John, you when before the pandemic, I know you were very very work focused and work centralized, and I think that you got a tremendous amount of freedom through the pandemic itself, and it, it seemed yeah. to. I don't know, though, I would say it seems to have changed any of your views, but you have been able to appreciate the experience you were being afforded and the negative connotations in which it was granted. Sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why that's what I'm, I keep seeing, um, because that's just kind of literally what happened to me. But I was at a place where I was not, you know, as, I'm never going to be happy at a job. Like, that's just not the who I am. Uh, but I was pretty unhappy. Uh, with it and and looking to to leave, so you know, COVID kind of kicked me out of it. For all the awful things COVID is, it you know, there's little little terrible silver lining there, I guess. Uh, you know, you feel terrible for saying, at least I do. But yeah, I uh, I guess I, I get like I'm always the nothing's gonna change kind of guy. Like you know, whenever Trump was getting trouble, nothing's gonna happen. Whenever Biden's doing something, ain't nothing gonna happen. Um, and you know we we've actually we've seen some some things happen and I you know I wish more things would happen I wish more people would kind of realize um, what I think we're all realizing now was like you know this the pandemic sort of afforded everybody the ability to see outside of the very bleak economic realities um, and, and look at the kind of the way other countries do things all the time yeah um, and see you know it's possible and you know offer a little bit of a glimmer of hope like you know we actually have tangible examples now so there's that there's a thing that did happen you know i want you know revolution and things like that but you know sometimes you have to settle for progress whatever it may be do you think that the powers well i guess this goes to everyone do you think that the powers that be whoever it is whether it's the president or congress or senator whoever is above them or corporate congress or whatever the fuck it is do you think they realize how much of a veil's been removed from the masses eyes over the last 18 months and that there really is no going back i, I truly believe that so do, does do disney and amazon realize that people are changing is that what you're asking yeah kind of kind of yeah no uh well <laughs> have yeah. you seen the new yeah. amazon building that's like right in the middle of a slum like in mexico or something no they yeah, haven't realized people. anything but that's the thing okay so i hate amazon yeah but they slapped that building there is that gonna slum then not gonna be a slum or is yeah it is it gonna offer jobs right that's gonna be the thing and then like, well look no, capitalism works because we plop this fancy new factory in the middle of the slum and it's like hopefully it does so hopefully it just falls apart because that would be great that'd be the best example of just like nope it's bullshit. 
Like, yeah. I think Jeff Bezos yeah. is a tool, and I think Amazon's probably 80% evil, but surely there's some people within Amazon that aren't complete trash that might, you know, help somewhere that they plop a building. Has anybody met any of those people? No, I don't know if they exist. I was just, <laughs> you know, trying to play the other side of that coin. I, I don't know how <laughs> I did. That's just an interesting question that I was hoping you'd answer. Anyway, I mean, the, the person that wanted to plop that factory in that slum was definitely not that kind of person that You're wants to actually right. help. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's it's a thing that has a lot of money and it can show you how great it is, even though it might be, you know, this thing might lose millions of dollars. That doesn't matter to them. It's still functioning as, you know, the brand. The, it's promoting the brand. It's saying, look, look how great we are. We did this. Look how big we are. We can't fail, et cetera, et cetera. Look how scared you should be about unionizing. I think that Jeff Bezos read the, sh the short story by Philip K. Dick called Autofac. I think Jeff Bezos reads things. Uh, he might have. I mean, he started a bookstore. I think at one point he must have. Maybe Alexa read it to him. He didn't take the yeah. lesson from that, that like all this automation and robot, like just dehumanization is bad. He's like, no, I'm inspired by this, the bad thing. I want I to be this it. automated factory. I want this, this is gonna be my identity. I don't know, I just like, that's like his supervillain origin in my head. I mean, we hate him, but he it, he's winning capitalism. I mean, he's Lex Luthor in the shit out of us the slimiest, right now. Shittiest, <laughs> most exploitative of all of them. I mean, that's why he's winning. He really is Lex Luthor, isn't he? He's even bald. Oh my god. Yeah, builds giants. Yep. He's like Lex Luthor plus Doctor Evil. Just, but that's just because of the space penis. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're coming down towards the end of our time, and something that I love to do is get prophetic about the future. So we're going to do some like holiday episodes as the holidays come into the crunch and stuff. Uh, so we probably won't do much update stuff. We'll probably do like more holiday stuff. So once we actually get kicking on Season 2, we're going to have a lot to talk about. What do we think we'll be talking about in, you know, five, six weeks with the return? Do you think COVID will still be hot on our tongue? Do you think it'll be up? Do you think it'll be down? Do you think Biden will still be kicking? <laughs> I think Biden will still be alive. I think yeah, COVID will still be around. I think we might be the only ones that are talking about either one of those things critically. Uh, but that's what you come here for, right, listener? Critical thought employed? Hopefully. I think there's going to be more shortages of uh, things, just like things you need for like medical mm. supplies and drug shortages so i've already seen it happening yeah the uh, the aisles are running bare here with you know the same things as last time toilet paper cleaners and ivermectin and we're yeah, talking about like our syringes and like needles yeah. that are on back like other yeah do you think that this point where we're at, that like we should be employing the Defense Against Production Act for those things? Do you think not doing something like that at this juncture is an oversight? Are we, are some, you know, the mainstream media right now is saying that we're seeing a decrease in cases. Is this just, you know, a hump in the hill or is this where it's really, you know what I mean? We're, for future, future, future. I mean, I, I mean yeah, you, you can make a. I think you could make a statistic say anything about decrease or increase in cases. Like I'm seeing a decrease in cases of people that got out of bed at 7 a.m. on Tuesday with blue underwear on. Like yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, I I tend to mistrust or distrust any. I guess distrust. Statistically, we see like that from 
any big news outlet really because it it never really says it's it's clickbait is what it is it's audible clickbait so yeah yeah i, I doubt we've seen a decrease it, it, Really, anecdotally, I've only seen evidence of increase. Uh, Rose, uh, what do you think that the medical situation will be by the first of the year? What do you think it'll be and what do you hope it'll be? Well, what I hope is that there are more vaccinated people and that we can at least maybe slow down like the progression of in the amount of people getting sick. People, If there weren't so many people getting so sick so fast, we wouldn't be so fucked but we are so people need to slow it the fuck down get their vaccine not end up getting sicker than fuck and getting put on a ventilator and not being able to come off and then maybe we'll be doing better that's what i hope to see what i truly think is going to happen is it's just going to be much 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 worse there's going to be a huge walkout of healthcare professionals um especially because they're cracking down now on vaccine mandation. So there are still a lot of healthcare professionals that do not have their vaccine and will not get it. So that is quite scary. I think that nursing is finally starting to get a little bit more respect in what we deserve at least. And nurses are, I don't know if anybody saw that there was a big walkout. Um, I think it was Alabama. Alabama's full ER nursing um, like unit protested and did not clock in and protested outside their hospital for better wages um, because everybody else in the hospital was getting like $20 an hour more and they were only getting like 10 or something for COVID and the ER nurses are getting their asses handed them. So I think that there's going to be a major change hopefully in just hospitals treating their staff better because I don't know what they're going to do if not. Things are just going to get much worse. So I so hope you're wrong. Is there like a union? Is there like a nurses union that, that nurses can belong to? No, not a national nurses union. There are like previously worked. Yes, we had a union, but it wasn't even within like the whole healthcare system. So you have to like, the only places that are having it are places that are like seriously like colonizing together and building it themselves. The only state that really takes care of their nurses is California, to be quite honest with you, because they have mandated ratios. And that's what we need as a nation is mandated ratios. We need like mandated um, different ways of pay for people. Like, yeah, it's... It's not, it's pretty crazy. That's really, like, uh, wow, I had no idea that the, there wasn't, like, any kind of national nurses unit. It's just fragment, like, oh, that's useless. Like The best way to keep a union together is breaking it up. Well, yeah, to keep it powerless, you break it up, right? Yeah. Yep. I always said from the beginning of the pandemic, we were looking at 18 to 24 months. We're at the 18-month point, aren't we? Like, yeah, pretty well. In the next few months, the pandemic, as far as epidemiology is concerned, as long as we don't suffer any major mutations that we haven't already, we should be panning down. Uh, overall, for like American people, as well as, I guess, people all over the world, what do you think we might have to look forward to psychologically as we break from the new normal to a new new normal to a new new what the fuck's going to happen now? Are people dying or not? Like, what, what, what do you think? That's a... Uh... I mean, I, I hate to say it, but that's like a massive question. Oh, I know. Um, I'm asking you to tell me three months in the future. So this, this is some bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I could probably answer it better if I was less educated in psychology. 
Because <laughs> um, now, like, like as you were talking, I'm like, oh god, well, you have to think about this, and also this, and also this, and then, but then there's that, and then, with, with, but those people don't care. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. We um, we're gonna see some some weird like transitional psychology happening with people going back to work or you know not finding new jobs businesses closing and you know there's there's fallout from that whether you lose faith in the system or lose faith in yourself or a marriage dissolves because it was tied to a business and now you're two very different people or like your relationship with your dog changes because you're not at home anymore like that's psychologically jarring for both of you probably more so than a marriage honestly because dogs are better yeah i'd uh i don't I don't know what's going to happen kind of on a national scale. Like, I don't think we're going to have to reinstitutionalize people um, any more than we already should have anyway. Thanks, fucking Reagan. Because there's still going to be a huge contingent of people. And I, th- I feel like a growing contingent of people that uh, are just ignoring it. And that's how they're surviving mentally right. anyway. You know, just just ignore it. And if it doesn't hit you, then you were right and everything's fine. And you're 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 now validated. And I don't really think that there would be any fallout for that because the system that we live in would support those people that want to ignore it and, you know, want to ignore all the th- reasons why we should change. But we're up against something very, very powerful here. And um, the, the fact that we haven't seen any changes in healthcare, any changes in how we work, is really indicative of how I think we're going to proceed. And yeah, I don't want to be the ain't nothing going to happen guy right now because I was a little hopeful uh, earlier. But as far as that stuff goes, I, I don't foresee a lot changing there. Um, so, I mean, that, that that's going to be kind of a... a a hallmark of normalcy for people so that'll be good so yeah a lot of stuff starts to fold in on itself i don't know where we'll be other than kind of just right here uh, in three months hopefully we're not here with that mu strain i hear it's really bad uh yeah i mean hopefully it's not omega and you know yeah that's the whole movie we hit omega oh man (laughs) at the end of the human race yeah i mean i it's so it's so weird because i feel like that there's just this weird crossroads happening right now now with those that have denied not only physical health reality and those who have denied political reality but a lot of that's like coming down for a particular demographic that doesn't listen to our show and i'm very concerned with what is going to happen to those individuals mentally you know whenever the september 29th trump date comes and he's still not the president and when people they know and care about get sick and die of the virus they don't believe in because they didn't get the vaccine because it had a microchip and I just think that the we'll be seeing more of the psychological ramifications of that in the next three months than is that the new Trump day? I know I just randomly made up oh, that okay. day, right. but if that happens and Trump Jared's becomes president that day, I will be the ruler of the universe. So how about that be known? Oh Rob, should, <laughs> should we should I we mean also I'd like be you thinking, being the ruler. That would be cool. Yeah, that's fine. Should we also be thanking Land Baron? I guess the Land Baron does huh. deserve a shout out. She has been a well of absolute content as well as a true insight into the psyche of individuals who found solace and insanity as opposed to deal with the reality of an actual pandemic killing people every day that she she truly was an insight as many jokes as we made at her expense she was a window into what the hell was going on yeah i mean she's talking about things that none of us are ever going to know about so she she did function to illuminate that portion of that side of the coin 
It's, it's a mean, valuable thing to consider, really. Just it's it's a valid thing to consider because those people exist. Uh, uh, too many of them. Yeah, and I don't. I truly don't think that we would have gotten any of those insights without you know input from the land baron. Yeah, we. None of us would have thought of any of that stuff. <laughs> no, not not even not even no no. Wanting I don't even think good writers. <laughs> Money. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think a, a writer could have made that into a movie or anything. It's just anyway. Moving on. Any other special thank yous? Don't they don't you don't have to be podcast related. Like, hey, my mom, dad, thanks for giving birth to me. I made a show for a year. Yay! Hey, my mom listened, so thanks for listening, mom, to all the weird things that I've said here. I just wanted to shout out to my lovely boyfriend who is a rock for me emotionally mentally he has just always been super supportive and he celebrated one of the biggest accomplishments of his life yesterday and celebrated 13 years clean he overdosed when he was 15 and then ended up recovering and he has been such a beacon of light for so many other recovering addicts and i'm just so proud of him for accomplishing that that's very impressive. That's a really hard and really wow. impressive thing to do. Yeah. Good on you, Nick. Keep up the good work. He's a great man, and I don't know many people that could do what he does and has gone through what he has and still just be able to power through every day. Get the sense yeah. he probably has a nice uh, supporting partner, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, her name's Janet. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bitch. Oh, oh, she wasn't a woman, kidding. though. Uh, anybody else? Mike, anybody? Draft anyone you want to thank? I, I mean, thank all of you guys for one, including me in the podcast, and then two, for the wealth of information that you have all shared with me. Well, thank you for getting your vaccine. You are no longer a strain on the health of society. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I got my first shot for my vaccine today. We're all very proud of you. Rob, thank yeah. you for giving me the opportunity to radicalize uh, the giraffe. No problem. <laughs> Maybe I should change my name from Violent Giraffe to Radical Giraffe. <laughs> no one would know who we're talking about. What would next season's cover art look like? I know exactly how to draw Violent Giraffe. No clue how to draw Radical Giraffe. It could be whatever you want. It'd be like skateboarding and it's skateboard with like air walks on. Cowabunga <laughs> over his head. Sure. <laughs> Jeffrey the giraffe on a skateboard, basically. Oh, we're out of control. Uh, I would like to take a moment to thank my listeners, all which I think subscribed. I think I have 107 or so. Thank you for listening, especially the 26% of you guys that are in India. I have no idea what we supply to you, but you are our most regular listeners. Thank you. Like, that's awesome. Email us at a new American legacy at gmail.com and let us know why you like us. Cause we're not sure. <laughs> it's a little unnerving, actually. Is this like a sting operation happening to podcasts or some shit? Twenty six percent of our audience is from India, so thank you, thank you for listening, uh, and thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, we will be back with our regularly anal pod, our regular anal probes, just after the new year. Um, but we'll have some specials along the way. I think John's cooking up some stuff for Halloween. I'm cooking up some stuff for Thanksgiving. I fucking hate Christmas, so somebody do something with Christmas, please. I really like Christmas. We'll do a second Halloween. No yeah, second okay. Halloween. What if we just do an anti-Christmas? I support second Halloween. Uh, well, listen, Halloween. Okay, second John Halloween. and Rose can do a special episode, <laughs> A Nightmare Before Christmas for Halloween. Yes. 
Like there you it. go. You can have it. Yeah. But we still have to do a Christmas. And it doesn't have to be religious or anything. But like, let's try to do something Christmas. Well, I mean, I... Oh, I hate it. Uh, in the interim, um, for any contributors to the podcast, any listeners to the podcast, while we are in between probes, feel free to leave us a message at anchor.fm slash analpod. Uh, we will take a look at those, listen to those, and might even come out with some bonus content, depending on what you fill our inboxes with. Please, no more dick pics. Thank you. Well, go ahead, send them whatever. You can send those to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tell us what you want to talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll yell at you for an hour about something you're wrong about. That's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, anal pod listeners. I really do appreciate you more than you know. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Craig. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Good luck. Thank you for joining us for another exciting anal probe segment, listeners. We appreciate you, the ones that stick around to the end. Don't forget, you can reach out to us at a new American Legacy at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at a new American LE1. A special thanks to all the anal podcast participants, hosts, as well as music producers and content and idea creators. The show wouldn't be possible without you, so credit where credit's due. And as always, listener, stay safe out there. 